The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit www.kmmedia.pro for complete information. So now, stay right where you are as we present If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, Dana Parker and I, Kevin McDonald, will delve deep into the world of energy and vibration. We will present great guests who are able to use energy in a positive, healing way. Be it NLP, Reiki, mediumship, energy healing, spirit communication, and many more modalities. Our intention is to create a safe place for all of us to understand that everything is just, well, energy. Think Energy, and this is uh, um, a show that we are starting. Uh, been going not very long now, and uh, but we are picking some of the best people on the planet to be here. And today is absolutely no exception. She is an awesome lady. She's very funny. Um, matter of fact, when the, the last time we talked, she was weighing the difference between. Uh, a psychic career or a uh, stand-up comedy career. So she's doing a little bit of both. And uh, she's a horsewoman. She's got three beautiful horses. And we may talk about that. And uh, um, her name is Terry J. And she is in Nevada. And, uh, and uh, Terry, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Just awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I'm honored. I'm really honored to be here. Well, you're going to be um, a semi-regular, I think, is how I'm going to term that for you, because I just think you're you're adorable and and you're very funny, and uh, you're also, by the way, extremely talented. And so thank that, you, thank you. That, I work hard at it. Huh? I work hard at it. Well, is it is it that you work hard at it, or is it just innately easy for you? It depends on the type of reading that I'm doing. You know, some of them, I, I, I feel like I've, you know, given myself a headache. That, the hard part is staying out of your own way, not making assumptions, having no ego, you know, just listening for the information that comes through and then sharing it where appropriate. How does the information come through for you? Is it a voice? Is it just a feeling? Is it uh, uh, pictures? How is it, how's it done? All of the above. It's... Ah. Visual images, taste, smells, sounds, feelings—you know, all it's all of it, and it's it's just up to me to interpret it. Exactly. So, so it's interesting because I've had people say to me, "Well, well, if if there are spirits on the other side, if there are uh, people that have passed on that want to talk to us, why don't they just talk to us?" And I keep on having to remind them that they don't have a body, so therefore they don't have any vocal cords, and uh, so everything has to be done 
through telepathy, correct? Right, right. But I mean, I get driven nuts all the time by people and animals on the other side because I can hear not only my loved ones, but I hear everybody else's loved ones too. <laughs> That's it. So when you're, do you shut it down when you're not working or do you just let it flow all the time? I I really let it flow all the time. I really don't have a good on and off switch. And I teach that in my, in my workshops. That's one of the first things I teach is, oh, you better have an on and off switch or you'll go crazy. Really? <laughs> you really will. Uh, because uh, you can be walking. I was driving. I drove a bus for a number of years. And there are people that are, are a little uh, mental and stuff. And if you allowed them to enter your, your space all the time, it right. would be a very negative thing. Right. But, you know, I just feel so, you know, delighted to do this work because, you know, my TV show, when it comes out, should be called I Can't Make This Stuff Up, but with the other S word. Really? I mean, because <laughs> it's too specific. It's too bizarre. Well, exactly. And by the way, what is the name of the movie that is about to come out? I mentioned it to somebody and I'd forgotten the name. You know what? I don't know that they have a name. Uh, the oh. book that it's based on is called uh, Double Wife, Double Life, and it's by Paul T. Goldman. Double Life, Double Wife. And no, the other way. Double, double Wife, Double Life. Right. Oh, very nice. And, uh, uh, yeah, I need to uh, – we're going to look that up, and we're going to try and get him on to the show uh, to talk about uh, his experiences, and I'll leave that to him to to talk about. But uh, uh, it's it's amazing to me how gifted you are in so many different ways because you can but talk. They're not gifts. They're uh -huh. not gifts, Kevin. They're they're abilities that everybody has. I know, but you you it's like uh, you are the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger that because you've built up your muscles, your psychic muscles, so that it becomes easier for you and everybody else. And you're right, getting out of the, your own way and getting the ego to quiet down is yep. really, I think, the key to it, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't use the P word at all. That P word that you used, I use physics. That's my P word. I always like to say intuitive. Because really, psychic means none of the physical sciences, and my work is based in physics, which is a physical science. See, and that's why I, number one, wanted to talk to you, and number two, why I want to have you on on a regular basis, because uh, the way we are presenting this, uh, this channel and the way it works is that it's just energy. It's energy, yes. vibration. And uh, um, it's matching, yeah, it's matching the vibration of the other side and and putting that all together, which can be a challenge for some of us. But for yeah, you, but I think I think the biggest thing that people do when they're trying to do this work is they don't listen fast enough. You know, everything is speeded up on the other side. So when you're trying to have a conversation, even with an animal, oh my goodness, animals don't know the rules of polite conversation. Where I talk, I wait, you talk. They don't know that. So when you're trying to talk to a dog, you have to, it sounds like this, all in your head. Did, oh, what? Oh, oh, you know, you know, if you try to wait and get your whole sentence out or your whole, you know, question, you've missed their answer. Got it. Got it. So now do you talk to animals that have passed on or on the other side? Oh, goodness. Yes. I love it. It's fabulous. The most bizarre thing when I do animal readings, especially when I do grief counseling for somebody that's you know lost their dogs or cats or horses, um, it, it, 
a lot of times if they've done a walk-in into whatever animal they've brought home or another animal that they already have. So the spirit of the animal that's passed is already back with them. It's incredible. Now that, that is a concept that, that I've, I've, matter of fact, I had a gentleman on recently that, and he swears that he had, he had a, a beautiful dachshund and, uh, and it was a mix and it was with him for like 14 years and then it passed. And then uh, another dachshund, same type, showed up in his life. He didn't really even want it. It, it just kind of showed up and, and he swears that it has the same mannerisms, the same ideas as the dog that passed. It's the same spirit, new body. And they share beautifully. This is how walk-ins work, is they just share beautifully. You can put 10 spirits in one body and one spirit in 10 bodies. You know, it's not linear. And so, so does that happen to humans too? I think sometimes it does. I think when humans get a walk in, they end up in the psych wards. That's what I think. <laughs> well, I, I had a gentleman that uh, he swore that he had a walk in. And I said, well, where did your original spirit go? They share. Huh? They share. It's, you know, it's essence. I guess so. So that you could have, you can have literally more than one spirit in a body. Right. And because it's essence, we don't, we don't just don't think about that or understand it, but think about air. We can't see air, but it has weight, mass, composition, density. We're back to science again. Right. Right. And so I think spirits, the energy that is a spirit, it's the same thing. It's got to have weight, mass, composition, density. I, yeah, I, I, I imagine you, that you're right. Now, are you familiar with uh, um, Dr. Michael Newton's work? Uh-uh, no. He's a, uh, he was a, he's passed on now. He was a hypnotherapist, and he would put people in very, very deep hypnosis, and then they would experience their life between lives. Oh, and cool. What was what it was like when he was when we were home? Because this isn't home. Right. Um, this is this is a grand adventure for us. Right. And it's a scary adventure for a lot of, and that's why a lot of folks don't don't come here from the other side because um, it's a scary thing. I don't think it is. I think I think you know when we're on the other side and we're making decisions about whether we want to come back or not. We ask for specific huge challenges to overcome, and those are opportunities for spiritual growth. And so I think that's why we pull in childhood abuse, molestation, uh, early deaths, you know, those things that are huge challenges. I think we pull those in and say, yeah, give me some of those, like we're picking off a Chinese menu, one of those and one of those. and. And then we have those opportunities. But the reason why we keep coming back into physical form is because you cannot create from non-physical. And we know we are part of the creative energy. So it's why we choose to come back into physical form is to create. Wow, that's interesting. Um, and to create anything we want? Or is it yeah. in the physical form, though, it's harder to create, isn't it? Because it's, no. it's actually easier. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we have hands. We have a brain. We have eyes. So some people come here and they have um, a real difficult life and or they they're it. And it does it's you know, because I like I said, I was driving a bus for a long time and I would meet homeless people then and uh, I couldn't understand why they would choose that 
lifestyle, but they do. Yes. A lot of times it's mental illness. I mean, people that want to have a blanket formula for treating homelessness, they don't understand that a lot of it is mental illness and it's not being addressed. You have to address that first and then address homelessness. Now, is the, is the mental illness, that is a physical brain and it's a chemical imbalance or the whatever whatever causes the mental illness. That's, that's not something that a, a soul can c- control uh, or is it something a soul can control? Um, my feeling is, is that you can pretty much cure, and I'm going to use that word, about anything. If you believe it's, well, you know, and that's that's been a long time thing. All it goes back a couple thousand years that if you believe something strongly enough, you can move mountains. Right. I have a lot of clients that have used energy healing that were terminal, supposedly terminal, that have cured themselves with energy healing. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Now, you do energy healing as well as doing readings. And if you describe yourself, Claire, sentient, Claire, what, what would you be? Say, say again, please. If you if, if you were to describe your abilities, are you clairsentient, Claire? You know, because they're the, the five sentient things. Right. Um, which which would you be, or are you all of them? I think we're all all of them. It's intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. That's what clair-cognizance I want. Cognizance means clear knowing. That's when you get those aha moments, which everybody gets. Claire, audience, think auditory. The information goes into the auditory processing area of the brain. It bypasses the ears. Clairvoyance is clear seeing, clear viewing. That's you using your third eye. And then clairsentient, clair, I can't talk. Clairsentient is we're a sentient being. So it's clear feeling. And it can either be emotions or it can be something physical like pain. That's a, that's 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 really true and we can all do that yes absolutely i mean as long, as long as you don't have any severe cognitive issues yes you can do it now do you teach it how to, yes. how to do it oh i love teaching it and my first book is the cowgirl shaman way seven easy steps to develop your intuitive ability and in that book i do a little bit of everything you know i share a little bit of everything that i do and and the amazing dramatic results and then there's the seven steps on, on learning how to do it. I have to ask you a question. Not that I haven't been asking you a question, but this is a special question. Um, my brother passed away a year ago in um, um, October. What's his name? Randy. Okay. And, and he had uh, stage four lung cancer. Uh-huh. Um, on a particular Thursday, we knew that he was close, but on a Thursday, uh, my sister called me and said uh, at about 8.30, quarter to nine, um, Randy's passed. So, I, you know, we talked for a little bit, and then I, then I let her go, and I was I was still in bed. So I laid down and, and uh, kind of went to sleep, and I had a vision, I think. Yes. And what it was he was. He visited you. Yeah, well, he, it, it was really interesting because he. Well, first of all, at the end, he didn't. But before, when he was healthy and vibrant, he had beautiful auburn brown hair. And uh, he had a lot more hair than I ever had. In, in any event, um, I got a picture of him 
in a room with a bunch of people and they were surrounding him and were congratulating him and i saw him come in and everybody was having a great time with him there and my assumption was that that was the greeting from his gr group and his team on the other side and uh, it was it was uh, and they gave me a glimpse of that could i was i like high or was that real no that's actually a visitation it happens all the time it's just people don't trust it or they think it was their imagination or or something you know for a lot of people they're they're they have so much fear with death you know their own fears of death that they close themselves off and and so it's like the only time they can receive information is when they're sleeping but it's also when we're the most vulnerable too so we're more receptive in that state too so it can be kind of some of both but, um, um, you know, I, I talk to people, I mean, I laugh at seances and going into haunted hotels and things because I thought, I just think, I talk to dead people all day with the freaking lights on, okay? <laughs> it's it's not, not spooky. No, no. But, and, uh, do, but do people haunt houses and hotels? And is it because they choose to stay here and are wandering around the hotel or are they not? they haven't gone to the light yet for whatever you know, reason. Kevin, that is such a great question. And it's, it's, it's had so many messed up answers. <laughs> the bottom line is let's go back to freaking physics again. Okay. We're 99% energy, 1% physical. When, when our spirit leaves our shell behind, we return to being pure positive energy, which is why we vibrate high enough to be on the other side which isn't somewhere else, it's right here, it just has a different frequency. So everything that is not a vibrational match to the other side, pain, suffering, fear, anguish, um, anger, all those negative emotions and negative experiences get shed off and left behind in the earthly realm. Well, this is where, where a lot of mediums make a mistake is it looks like, feels like, and sounds like the deceased. So they tune into that negative energy garbage and share information from that garbage dump as if it is the person on the other side. And they'll even say things like, oh my goodness, they haven't crossed over. And uh, for $5,000, I might be able to get them to the other side. Don't ever do that. Don't ever pay to get somebody to the other side. It's never necessary. Never. So that negative energy, if it's strong enough, can actually concentrate and move objects, um, you know, brush by or through people. But it's not, it's never the dead people. It's their garbage. So if somebody's rooting around in that negativity um i'm sorry but they're dumpster diving <laughs> that's funny um i've never heard it put better than that thank you thank you because i've always wondered because i thought well they go to the other side that nobody gets left behind uh, they, right. they get met by their family and friends and their guides on the other side and their dogs and cats and horses and exactly as a matter of fact i have a, a couple of dogs that are on the other side that oh, sure. I'm, <clears throat> I'm convinced they're with my dad who my dad passed away his name was jack and he passed away uh 
oh, about 15 years ago, and he passed away just before my favorite dog of all time, whose name is Crockett, and yeah. uh, and also Wesley, who was his was the dog I had after that. And uh, I've always wanted to know if if they were they were happy and they were okay and they're and they're doing well on the other side. Of course, they all go to the same place. There's no special place for dogs and cats and another place for humans. We're all the same energy. People have such a hard time with that. But you know, you think about dogs and cats and even even horses. They're such incredible teachers and healers. To me, they if there was something above heaven, that's where they should go. But they go and they wait for us. But the cool part is, is most of the time, if we allow for it, they'll come right back. I mean, they'll come right back and walk in. And, you know, we're so sad. The house is so quiet and empty. We go get another dog. And the other, so the dog we get was alive when, you know, the one we lost was alive. And we can't understand why the new dog is acting exactly like the old dog. That, and that makes perfect sense. Right, and is that an agreement that they have between those two souls that they're going to um, live in the same space and 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 work together for the betterment of that human? I'm not. I'm not too up on agreements. I don't know how I feel about that. To me, it's nothing more complicated than the fact that we love each other, and so that love is is the glue that keeps us together over many many lifetimes. And when we say, um, you know, when I was younger, there was, uh, I had never heard this. And then I read uh, Conversations with uh, God by Neil Donald Walsh. Good stuff. It, 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 excellent stuff. And the one thing that, that really resonated with me is that the, we are all one. Yes. We're all part of the same uh, energy, the same vibration, not the same vibration, because we operate at different frequencies from sure depending on where we are, but we're all part of the same energy. Right. And, absolutely. And so consequently, as humans, we have trouble with that. We don't seem to understand that people that are not like us are us anyway. Um, Correct. And that's, do you foresee us ever getting to a place where we can say we're all one and everybody agree? I think so. I, I think so. I think we're evolving as a species. I think our, as a species, our own vibrations are getting higher and higher. Um, we have what are called initiations. And when you have an initiation, you're basically raising your own vibration or frequency. So uh -huh. some people have an awareness that they're having. I'm having one now, but, and, and it takes a while, but um, I've just felt off for, you know, like three or four days. And, and, but I have the symptoms, which are really bizarre. And so then I just kind of smacked my forehead and went, oh, that's what's going on. So when you, when you say that, explain, explain further. Well, some of the symptoms that, that I've seen, and, and I've had this um, cooperated with, with other people who, who do this kind of work. Um, it's really interesting that the thymus is right behind your sternum, right? Okay. And there's there's not a lot of knowledge about what that thymus does, but but you'll find your fingers poking at those places where the ribs join the sternum, gotcha. and they're sore. Well, there's no reason for them to be sore if you haven't gotten in injured. But it's like you find your fingers drawn and you're just poking on those those places. And I know there's a word for it, but I can't remember it. But it's where the ribs join the sternum. So. I don't know. It has something to do with 
at more activation in the thymus or something. And then sometimes you'll even get headaches. You'll find yourself poking your third eye, you know, just like, you know, you have a headache right here. And then the other weird thing is you get little orgasms without ever th even thinking about sex. It's just, that's a, that's the weird one where you kind of go, the heck? <laughs> it's a little wow. distracting, little distracting. <laughs> I, that I understand. Uh, yeah. I, I've never, uh, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, but it's sort of to get your attention to go, hey, something's happening here. You're raising your vibration. You better be ready. And do you continue to work to raise your vibration all the time? Uh, yes. And I actually set an intention to do that. I just give thanks for it. You know, thank you for 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 allowing me to raise my vibration. And because it's happening all the time. Yes. And, and it, it can happen to everybody. But, you know, it's it's sad when you have people that are stuck and they're wallowing in, in victimhood and they think they're just that life will never get any better. And they don't realize just by changing their intention and using the law of attraction, they can change their their life in a moment and turn it around. They just don't realize that. I had a conversation with a uh, um, my executive producer. And I, I'm hopeful that she will listen to this at one point, uh, because I because we were ta we're talking about uh, the business because I'm trying to grow this podcast and and sure. to make a, a a larger, bigger deal that people will come and listen and and be educated by. Yeah, you want to get it syndicated. That's exactly well. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, number one, <laughs> well, I'll ask that question in a moment, uh, but. Uh, um, and I was saying, you know, don't worry about the finances. It, it's coming. Sure. It will. It will come, and uh, it will happen. And, she, and because of our humanness, she was like, "Well, no, because we've got to do this, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and we got to do this." And I said, "No, we don't. All right. we have to do is be true to ourselves, and and continue to do the work that we're doing, yep. and good things will happen." Can you manifest it? Yes, and it'll just magically appear. Yeah, it does. And it, which, which is which is really cool. So the, the other question I have, the next question I have for you, because you can also see very clearly, very well about the future and what's going on. And I will not do predictions. Okay, well, darn it. The, I, wanted I you will to not do them. They're unethical. I mean, if you think about the law of attraction, it makes them unethical. True. Because if what you think about, you bring about, let's say somebody, let's say somebody says, you know, do you see my business going, you know, getting off the ground and doing really well? If I, and they're working really hard at it. And I say, oh yes, your, your business is going to just be phenomenal. And so they just sit back on their laurels. I don't know what those are, but they just rest on their laurels and say, you know what Terry said, it's going to happen. So I can quit busting my hump over this. I'm just going to let it all evolve. And, and then because they quit working towards it, it doesn't happen. Then, you know, I'm the bad guy. And they go, you lied to me. You weren't right when you did that prediction. And so the other thing too, is if you see something bad for people and you tell them about it by them shouting, no, no, no to the universe about it. They make it happen because the universe doesn't hear yes or no. 
So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So no one should do predictions and no one should be asking for predictions. That's uh, you're 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 right in in the fact that number one, free will dictates what's going to happen yeah. anyway. And uh, and if you there is no what what show was it? It was uh, oh Back to the Future three. Yeah. At the very end, when when uh, Marty's asking the doc, um, you know, this disappeared because he had a picture and 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 and. The way it worked was if, if if the picture disappeared, then then something would change. And and Doc said, "The future isn't written yet; it's ours right. to decide." Exactly, we- it is. We just don't think we, you know, we think that we think life is a crapshoot, and it's not. And when we realize that we control our life through our thoughts and feelings, the whole thing changes. And then we've got to work at being empowered, getting rid of childhood crap you know, getting our power back and, and just believing in ourselves. And so many people are influenced by what they think they should be or what they think they should be doing instead of just following their passions. It's the old story thing um, because we tell ourselves stories that come from our childhood and maybe from a past life from all right. over the place and that can it can lead us down a road of negativity and i can't do it and won't do it and it's not able and and stuff like that rather than saying this is my passion this is what right. i choose to do with my time and i'm just going to let it be and i'm going to work hard to make it the best product i can and the universe will take care of the rest and always giving thanks always being in gratitude you know gratitude is so powerful it, 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 they've even proven that it changes your brain chemistry in an instant. So just by being in gratitude for what you have and what you want is if you already have it, you can totally change your life, change your brain chemistry, everything. Absolutely. You know, so the one thing really important. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, the one thing that you are doing that uh, was, is on your website, which, by the way, if you want to find out more about Terry, go to terryj.com. And uh, on the front page of your website, you're doing a, some work around communication with people that are in comas or are not available to us in, a, in the normal way of communication. And right. you're working to teach firefighters and paramedics and, and folks like that. Tell us about that. Well, my second book is called Intuitive Communication, Communicating with Those Who Cannot. And this book I I specifically wrote for first responders, uh, medical personnel, and caregivers. Because, you know, they're always told, oh, yes, they can hear you. Keep talking to them, even though there's no response. But what we don't realize is that if we learn to listen in a different way, we can actually tap into sometimes their higher self. Sometimes their consciousness, even if they're unconscious. And I know that sounds kind of oxymoronic, but, but it is true. And I've been able to communicate with people in a coma, persistent vegetative state, with severe Alzheimer's. Some of those were hilarious. Um, you know, with other types of dementia, uh, neuromuscular diseases, any situation where the person can no longer communicate. And um, the, the, the details that I pulled out were just mind-boggling. And, and the people that I did it for were like, how, how are you doing this? 
because it was so, so specific. And so I really encourage people that, you know, are either first responders or, or medical personnel or caregivers that it can go both ways. You can have complete conversations both ways. Tell the P story from the, from the uh, Alzheimer's patient. Oh, that was so bizarre. So um, I was doing an Alzheimer's communication with this gal. And so I have the gal on the phone and, and she, her mom had Alzheimer's. And the first thing out of her mouth when I connected to her was, they're feeding me peas. And I started laughing. And the gal says, what's so funny? And I said, she hates peas. And she went, oh, my goodness, yes. I said, well, they're feeding them to her. They figured if she can't say anything and she can't refuse them, that they're feeding them to her anyway. She goes, I'll kill them. And it was so cute. <laughs> I'll kill them. They know she hates peas. So she immediately went to the care facility where her mom was at and just read them a riot act saying, that, you know, just because she can't refuse them doesn't mean you can feed them to her. <laughs> that was pretty, really something. So tell me, when somebody's got Alzheimer's. Yes. And that is a physical thing. Yes. And, 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 but behind that, their soul and their higher self are not affected by it. Is that true? Correct. Correct. You can still reach their higher self. So as an example, my grandmother had mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and she and she was uh, not able to communicate for like five or six years. Sure. That's pretty uh, normal. Yeah. But and as she continued to go downhill, but had we her her soul was still intact and her her so she could still communicate. Yes. Uh, just not physically. Correct. You're communicating usually with the higher self. Now, does the higher self, when you're in a coma or you are in a vegetative state or you have Alzheimer's, does the soul take time off to go away and then come back? Or are they uh, tailored or are they uh, tethered to the uh, to that individual body? until no, the they're still back? connected. They're still connected. See, um, you know, remember Terry Schiavo, that Terry Schiavo case? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I, I screamed anytime I saw news media on that, I was screaming at them. You know, of course they didn't hear me, but um, <laughs> the, the sad part about that is the mom kept trying to get in the line of sight of Terry. And when they did an autopsy after she died, her brain had shrunk to one quarter of its size, which meant that she was deaf and blind and had no cognitive functions whatsoever. So them keeping her alive for all those years and seeing the mom like trying to get in her line of sight and talking baby talk to her, my heart just broke for Terry. It was just so sad. You know, let them go. No one wants to be kept alive like that. No one. And it's just really sad when it's like they don't want to grieve. So they have this person who, for all intents and purposes, is still attached to their physical form, but not in their physical form. And so that soul or spirit is stuck. You want to talk about being stuck. That's who's stuck, is people whose body is no longer functioning and they have no cognition, but they can't go to the other side because they are attached to that physical form. That to me is the saddest thing. You know, I, I a real quick story um, involving my dad. Um, <clears throat> my dad had uh, uh, lung cancer surgery uh, 
and he had a stroke uh, while he was in the hospital after the surgery. Um, the stroke progressed and progressed so that he could no longer speak. He could no longer swallow. Right. And um, two interesting things. Number one was, uh, and his right hand was also, he couldn't, below the wrist, his hand no, no longer worked. And one day we were sitting there with him, and he raises his arm to a spot in the ceiling and starts babbling a little bit to whatever that was. And I'm convinced to this day that he was talking to his, the people that were preparing to come get him right? Uh, because he was on his way. It was within days of, of passing. Absolutely. Uh, that happens all the time. But the other thing was, is we stopped them within uh, probably 20 minutes of putting a feeding tube like Terry Shivo had. In in, right. her, in his stomach, because they could then keep him alive, right? Um, because they didn't. They they the medical profession will go to any length to keep him alive. But I asked him. I said, "Will he be able to watch TV and understand it?" Well, probably not. Will no. he be able to swallow ever again? Oh no. And right. since why is he? He's already dead for all intents and purposes. Right, and no quality. No quality is really what I tell people to look for. Exactly. And, and if people had a better sense of the fact that this wasn't the end or that they were, oh, yeah. uh, and that, that, then they would let people go more readily and more easily. Yes, okay. absolutely. Now, absolutely. Here, here's, here's where we get a little controversial. I personally do not believe that there's a hell. I, I, no, there isn't. There isn't. Absolutely not. That was something that man devised to scare the bejesus out of people. Because back in the days when when those holy books were written, first of all, they had no knowledge of physics. Right. So, so you, there, there was no knowledge of physics about how things worked scientifically. And um, to me, it's just to scare people. You know, and I've talked to people that were dying and that were not communicating, but I communicated with them for their family. And a lot of them had, they were terrified to die because they were afraid they were going to hell because of their religious upbringing. And once I was able to tell them, no, there's no hell. You're, you're going to meet everybody. Everybody's going to greet you. Haven't you already seen some of the people from the other side? And they have said, yes. And I even got some names. Okay. These people were here visiting your dad, you know. And uh, they, they, of course, they were shocked because I hardly ever get names for some reason. But anyway, um, once I could reassure them that there was no hell and that, that they were just going to you know, pop out of their body and kind of do the wet dog shake like, oh, that felt weird. And that, um, that they would be fine and they'd be on the other side with all of the loved ones that predeceased them. They were fine and they could let go and pass. Right. Well, you know, and the other thing is, I, I, I mentioned that my brother had passed. Well, as it turns out, my mother also uh, passed this last July. And uh, both of them would be considered um, evangelical Christians. Oh, my goodness. That was a shock for them. <laughs> well, see, that's that's I've, I've asked several people um, what how big of a shock was it when they got to the other side and it wasn't at all what they thought it was going to be and uh because it was a lot better than what oh, they thought it was going oh to yeah be. because if you're if you're from that persuasion you would be waiting for hellfire and damnation you would exactly because the problem that they the problem with 
the the religious philosophies that are out there today is that how good is good enough right and, and you're never sure if you know if if you believe that there's a hell and you have a vengeful god that's going to throw you in the dungeons of hell and hellfire and all of that if you believe in that then how good do you have to be to be able to not um go to hell and be able to go to heaven and that's why some people have such horrible fear around death oh yeah it's i've I've been through it so many times and um i think i shared with you that my mom um passed she's been gone three years and when she passed she woke me up and she said i did it and i and i said you left your body and she said yes and then she always did what we called the mom punch she would take her fist and hit you right in your bicep I asked her one time, I said, why do you hit us there? She goes, because it doesn't show. I mean, you can just imagine. She was so full of piss and vinegar. She really was. And um, she's, and I said, what's that for? And she said, why didn't you tell me how incredible it was? And I said, because well, you didn't believe in an afterlife. She goes, well, you should have tried to convince me. She goes, it's amazing. And I said, everybody's there. She goes, yes, and they look good. I mean, she was really surprised at that. And she well, goes, I've got all your dogs and all your horses and your cat. She says, and you had a pig. I said, yeah, I did. She goes, I got them all. They're, they're good. <laughs> so now, in, in your opinion, when we come back, I, I assume you believe in reincarnation, of course. Oh, and unless you're from the South. Yeah. Well, if, you're from the, if you're from the South, it's called reincarnation. I just oh. want to clarify that. Okay. Bump, bump. That's, that's, let's see. Is, is this? No, that's not right. That's it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, since I know you believe in reincarnation, as do I, um, I've been here many times, I think. We all uh, have. And, yes. And uh, um, I've got still a lot more work to do uh, to, to achieve what I really want to achieve. But um, um, when we are two schools of thought one is that you leave part of your energy in on the other side at home and you bring part of it here so you're in both places at the same time oh many places i think your spirit can be in many different bodies having many different experiences you just don't have an awareness of it and is that do we do more than one body at a time because i think so it could very well be. What do you think of the concept of, uh, have you heard of the twin flame concept? Yeah, I don't believe in it. Oh, good. See, I knew I liked you. No, no, I don't believe in it because I think that people use that, that word or they call it a soulmate or something that, you know, oh, this person was my soulmate. I think what happens is we recognize each other from a previous life. And in a lot of cases, all we're supposed to do is go, hey, I know you. We've been together in a previous life. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, bye. And instead, what people do is they go, no, I'm so attracted to you. And I, I feel like we have unfinished business together. And they wreck lives. They, they get divorces because they have to be with that person. And the attraction is just past life. And maybe that's all they're supposed to do is go, we had a past life together. Oh, that's so cool. I wonder what we did. Okay, bye-bye. You know, and, and instead, they act on it. They have to act on those e- emotions. And those e- emotions are from a past life. They may or may not be appropriate this time. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of people that believe 
not a lot of people, but the, the, the current concept of the twin flame is that your soul is split in half and you've got the feminine side and the male side and they're in two different bodies. And then they, and then their, their mission in life is to get together to become one. And I just, I just found that to be, um, not plausible. I, I think that's a bunch of BS. I really do. And it was kind of, it was, see, perhaps you can help me. Why are we so insecure? So insecure about ourselves, about our relationships, about who we are as, as an individual and as the part of the collective. Why are we so insecure? It's because of childhood crap. You know, we're born powerful. We've just come from source energy. So even though we're helpless, we need someone to care for us. But we're powerful. We know we are here to create with our thoughts and feelings. We know that it's inherent in every cell of our body. And little by little, people take our power. They say, you can't because you're a girl. You're a boy. You're too stupid. You're too ugly. And by the time we hit freaking puberty, we hate ourselves. And we just feel so like we just don't belong because we've been told we don't belong. And we've been told we are grossly inadequate. And so we just try to get through our lives trudging along and, you know, trying to figure out who we are and what we're supposed to do. And um, a lot of times when we have a passion, we're told, ah, you can't make a living with that. I was told that. Oh, my goodness. I was told you can't make a living with horses. I made my whole living, my whole life with horses. So, you know, that, that was just total BS. So I think one of the things I always tell my clients because it it, came, it just came up in the reading I was doing just before I just before I, I you know contacted you, and this gal, she's got first class horses, she's an incredible rider. She's got to drive the Moxie, everything she needs to go to the national finals rodeo, but she believes what she was told about who she is as a child, and I kept saying early child. This is early childhood stuff, and, I, and so. What I told her to do, and this works beautifully, is you think of who took your power and you write them a letter and you tell them off and then you burn the letter while you say out loud, nobody's ever going to treat me like that again. And that's how you take your power back. The other thing is, is we need to choose to love ourselves. And we are taught that we're only lovable if or we're only lovable when. And that's all BS. We are love energy in a meat suit. Seriously, because God is love energy. And if we have God energy in every cell of our body, I mean, that's mitosis. It's creationism, right? It's creation of energy, not creationism, but it's the creation of energy in every cell. So you're God energy in a meat suit. So if you if you hate yourself, then you're basically being disrespectful to your source. I, I don't recommend that. <laughs> No. I, I agree with you 100%. And uh, yeah. um, I, w I was watching a, a uh, lady who had a near-death experience the other day. And uh, in, in her mind, she said, um, I came across and I, I came into um, a moment when I was with God. And he said, there's nothing, there's just love and there's fear. And so get rid, get rid of the fear because fear is the the the, um, uh, the entrance to all of the negative emotions. Yes. And and love is what we do here. Yes. And so um, 
just get rid of the fear. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Absolutely. You know, we're making that choice in every moment of every day. Should I be in love, love of self, love of life, be in appreciation, you know, be in gratitude? Or do we want to live in fear? I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of this. You know, and, and that just eats away at you. Indeed, it does. Yeah. Indeed, it does. And, and it prevents you from accomplishing what you set out to do in this life. Right, because it lowers your freaking vibration. It does. Yeah. Yeah. The highest vibration is love. So when you love yourself, you've given yourself that high vibration, that high frequency, which makes it easier for you to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Absolutely. Well, it's awesome. You're you're oh, awesome, yeah. by the way. And oh, thank uh, you. I'm just I just love my work. Yes, you do, and you love your horses, and oh, yeah. you, you love talking to people, and that's just great. If somebody wants to contact you because they would like your help, how do they do that? The best way is through my website which is terryj.com. You know, that's very easy to remember. I can even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's can, I did that. They can it's contact you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they can contact you when they can get a reading and you can kind of help them. Uh, you can kind of coach them through some of the stuff that's going on and point out uh, some of those things. Absolutely. I love helping people. And, um, I was just thinking this morning about I have clients that I've been working with for 30 years. Wow. You know, doing life coaching or reading their animals or helping them through grieving and communicating with people that can't. And I mean, just just going good down the list. And one gal, she told me the other day, she goes, Terry, you're just like one stop shopping <laughs> for all your intuitive needs. I mean, she was so cute about it. That's, that's really funny. Yeah. That's really, that's really cool. Well, uh, you know, Terry, our time together has grown short. Uh, and uh, I've got another podcast that I'm going to do right after this. Okay. Uh, and and uh, her name is Eva. And uh, she is an a extraordinary singer um and stuff so we're gonna i'm gonna get along with that but will you come back and and do kk and w with me oh absolutely i'd be honored this is so much fun and i love sharing and demystifying all this stuff it's not woo woo stuff it's just freaking physics that's exactly right that's and that's that's why we call it uh think energy yes because it, it's just energy yeah and, and so it's not woo woo it's not scary it's not demons no. uh the exorcist was wrong. Uh, right. it, it's, it doesn't exist. Um, but they just do it to scare the pants off us. Exactly. So. Fear sells. Oh, that's sad. I know. That's that's so true. That's so true. Um, yeah. Terry J has been our guest. Go to terryj.com and you can find all about her. And uh, I appreciate having you here. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Kevin. It was really fun. It was indeed. Well, you have yourself a great afternoon. You too. Okay, take care. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of kmmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named kmmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.